Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 67, where we're going to talk about our 2020 goals. What's up, Martin? What's going on? Still waking up. Yep, I know. So, Trevor, we record at 8 a.m. on Saturdays for anyone that wants to know our life. Trevor wakes up at 7.50 at 8 a.m. on Saturdays. I wake up at least at 5.30. Well, that's your problem. Like, that's sleeping in on a Saturday. So I'm rip-roaring ready to go by 8. But he needs to talk to me for at least 45 minutes before we start recording. 38. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a break. So that's why I'm usually a little bit more lively. And then by the end of the episode, that's when he comes into it and he's like, okay, let's talk. Let's do this. Well, during the week, I'm up at 6.30 for work. I'm still up by 6.30 on a weekday. Well. 6.30 6.30 early time. It cracks me up because you text me at 9.30 at night and I won't respond to you and it's 5.45 yeah. the next morning. I'm like, I know he's asleep, but I want See, him to know I'm awake. I'm going to respond right now. But that's the difference is I'm up until midnight. You're up until 8. What are you doing at midnight with your life? <laughs> Working on stuff. No, that's it's late. It's cold. Like, it's dark. Well, I need to figure out how to switch like my my body to be able to wake up early and work in the morning. And then after work, be like, done. So, but part of that, I also can't really run the table saw at 5 o'clock in the morning. So You could. No one would like you. Oh, but. I, well, <laughs> nobody does anyway, so what does it matter? I had to go <laughs> tile shopping last night for this kitchen and bathroom redesign I'm doing. And we left last night. It was like 5 p.m. So it's pitch black. Yeah. I... I almost canceled because I was so worked up in my head that it was late. And then I was like, okay, it's 5 p.m. But then I, you know, it's like there's traffic. By the time we get there, we only have X amount of time to shop. It's going to close at 6 p.m. And that, so I find it took me a little bit to calm myself down and say it's going to be okay. But that's, I don't like to function. I don't like to do anything in the evenings. Probably because I've been up since 530 in the morning and accomplished so much that it's like now it's my me time. And I can sit and watch Disney Plus. Say so I leave work at five, and it's pitch black. No, I don't like that. Every day. Well, every That's... weekday. Yeah. <laughs> well, here, here's what has to happen. I have to make a ton of money doing my side hustle, and then I can quit my day job. Is that your goal for 2020? <laughs> yeah, <Is> it... <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I. It would take a lot to be able to replace my income from a day job, especially with the benefits and everything. Um, benefits, like paying out of pockets for benefits is a rough situation. Pricey. Well, yeah. then you're paying both sides of it because your employer usually pays half. Yeah. So now That's, you're paying all. Yeah, it's 
It's painful. I have no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I think we haven't done this for a bit formally. What are you working on? Uh, well, first of all, I think we owe... Oh, you want to do Patreon first? Yeah. So, Trevor and I both have access to the Maker Vision email, and we both thought the other one was taking care of the Maker Vision email. False. Neither one of us were. So, apparently we have new Patreons, so we want to give them a shout-out. I need to pull up the name so I get it exactly. Okay, so we need to thank Paul Conlin... I believe I'm pronouncing it right, who has been a Patreon member for almost a month now when we finally got the notification today. So thank you. We, thank we you finally for being... looked at the notification yeah. today. Yes, finally <laughs> looked at the notification. So thank you for being patient and not being upset that we haven't given you, given you the shout out you deserve. And we've added the name to the website. But if you'd like your Instagram like like everybody else, you'll have to let us know what it is because I do not know. Yeah, it doesn't show through Patreon who it is. So reach out. Let us know. And thank you to everybody else that is currently a Patreon supporter. Martina. Ready? That was terrible. I oh, had the weakest high five. Okay, ready again. Are Better. we supposed to do it at the same time? I did because I, I tried to time you. Oh. Well, I got stuck underneath my mic cord. So. <laughs> there's a virtual high five and you asked what i am working on yeah so i finished two wooden crosses which involved actual woodworking which <laughs> was like a foreign uh skill at this point so finish those up uh the person's supposed to pick them up i think next week maybe what a slacker i guess they they're only available week, on the week they? Well, the person that ordered them is having their daughter get them. Oh. Evidently, this person's in Hawaii. Hmm. But their daughter is here. Because they said, I'd like you to engrave the name of the church on the back. And it was something in Hawaii. She's like, okay. They they found me on Yelp, of all things. So, finish that. I finished a sign last night. You know how long it's been since I've made a client sign? Like <laughs> is your months. Com- is your computer computer like overheating right now? It is a piece of crap. I could hear You can it. hear the fan. Yeah. Yeah, it's a piece of crap. So for everybody that doesn't know, I try to edit on like a Dell Latitude PC from maybe six or seven years ago. That's a laptop. And it is not meant for Premiere Pro, or even Illustrator for that Is that what you're using right now? Yeah, and Premiere Pro will pop up with a warning when I open it that says your graphics card is not meant to handle this program. And then I do it anyway. Rebel. So, I am trying to bust my ass to earn money to build a new computer. Trevor hates me right now because he's trying to do that, and I'm over here just putting a new tile in my house and patio covers and everything. I don't hate you. I despise you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like saying it through gritted teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, I mean, it's your money. You do what you want. But, you can't yeah. take it with you when you die. Might as well spend it all on your house now. Yeah, I, was, I mean, I respect all the components. I'm just trying to buy them over Black Friday. It's going to be here before you know it. So I had 
my Alexa yesterday while I was driving because I have the car one. I was like, create a Black Friday list. So I started putting all the stuff That's that... dangerous. Well, no, I, because there's stuff that in the moment like that I was like, that would be a good addition or that uh, I would like to buy, but I want it to be on deal. So I want to remember to look for those items like saw blades, router bits. Um, I want a pressure washer for the house. So that was on there too. Just stuff that by the time the deals come up, I'm just going to be like, oh, shiny. That looks like a good deal because it's $200 off and not get what I need. So my, my assistant It's very difficult when you're looking at stuff at like Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And you walk down the aisle, and there's a sale on something that is a good deal, and you have to think through and say, I don't really need that. Oh, yeah, because I have stuff from Black Friday last year that I was like, oh, I'm going to use this all the time. I need to buy it. It's still on its package a year later. Yeah. But I can't return it because I still might use it. You know what I mean? (laughs) There you go. (laughs) There's, There's a few things like that. I don't. I don't think I'm going to buy anything tool-related. I do have a Home Depot store like gift card from returning stuff. But I try to save it for when I need like spray paint or stuff for a project. And the only thing I really plan to buy on Black Friday is computer parts. Um, Theoretically. I didn't want to hold out for that jigsaw until Black Friday because... I plan to have all this stuff done by Black Friday. But I was so frustrated with myself because I price shopped and I found the same jigsaw I got at Home Depot for $10 cheaper than Lowe's, but I had to order it. It wasn't in the store. So I screenshotted it so I could price adjust it at Lowe's and I forgot when I got there. So I kept the the receipt is still in my car. So when I go back to Lowe's the next time I can do a price adjustment for it. There you go. You got to save money where you can save money, man. Oh, I agree. I know you agree. Yeah. I'm cheap. <laughs> I'm cheap in certain ways. Yeah. So I call it selectively cheap. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> yeah. If I could be cheaper more often, that'd be amazing. I I tend to overanalyze cost. I know, imagine that, right? Oh my god. If any of you guys have messaged with Trevor when he's trying to make a decision about something, you'd understand. Shush. <laughs> but I have saved a lot of money doing it. Yeah. Granted, I'd take six months to make a decision on something. <laughs> if not more. Hey, I mean. <laughs> although, my friend, Ken, that just moved his shop. Mm-hmm is getting a 5 foot by 10 foot CNC. And it's only going to be 5 minutes from my house now. So if I need work done once he gets that, mm-hmm. I can just take it to him and pay him to machine it for me. And it's going to be a way for me to get CNC work done without having to buy a $8,000 plus machine. That and you can the Granted, capabilities of it are way more than yeah. what your CNC in your shop would be. Like, don't get me wrong, I know I can buy, like, a Shape Oko or an X-Carve or whatever, but for what I do, I don't have time to deal with tweaking it and assembling it and all this other crap on top of, you know, having kids and mm-hmm. running signs and whatever. It's like, I understand that there is a way 
to do it with a Shapeoko or X-Carve, but I just don't have the time because I need to focus that time somewhere else. Right. And that's, I mean, it says that in the name, it's a hobbyist CNC. It's not yeah. an industrial, like, machinist CNC, like, Correct. you will be using with Ken, so. Well, he's going to have a shop saver. That just sounds fancy. And it's going to have, as far as I know, it's going to have automatic tool changing. So, he, I mean, I can go over there. He big. He, he could probably cut the thing I need to cut in, like, five minutes and be done. And it, it would probably take all day on a hobbyist one. Mm-hmm. So, I think it'll be worth just paying him to do it. For sure. And, I mean, frankly, if I wanted to go over there and learn it and, like, help him out in the process, mm-hmm. I'm sure he'd be cool with that. I Good need to actually talk to him about that. Maybe you could be his little shop boy, his CNC boy. Well, right now I do a lot of sub work laser-wise for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that I can get more laser work through him. It's the only thing keeping me afloat right now. I think it'll be a lot less stressful once that machine's paid off. Absolutely. I think that, like, the fact that you have to work just to pay for it right now is... That's a pressure situation. Yeah, don't get me wrong, though. It was definitely worth doing. Because the things I engraved for him the other day would have taken, like, an hour or hour and a half on, like, a Chinese machine. Mm-hmm. And it took 30 minutes on mine. I feel like... Never mind. Hmm. Because I don't want it to sound like I'm talking negatively, so I'm not going to mention it. You'll have to tell me after. Yeah. Now <laughs> I want to know. Because it's not like anything bad, but I don't need to put those vibes out there, I guess. Well, it's like anything else. When I bought that machine, I bought it with a production capability mm-hmm. in mind long term. So it's I have that better. So I saved... Because he was machining them on a different machine. Mm-hmm. These smaller signs that would take like 25 minutes, I think he said he would, that they took. And he brought them over and on mine they take eight. Yeah, that's crazy. Or nine. So it's a huge difference, which means it costs less for him to do it by bringing them to me. For sure. Plus, he just drops off a stack of plywood cut boards and he leaves. And then he says, call me when they're done. So I call them when they're done. I like that. It's a lot easier. For sure. That's how, right now, how I feel too, because a lot of this stuff, it's, I'm just batching out and making it, and then I don't have to answer to anyone. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice where it's just, you get to work at your own pace and be as productive yeah. as you want, and you have no one to talk to. Well, there's also, I mean, lately interacting with customers directly you i've either been ghosted a ton or they say oh i really like that now i'm going to get a second opinion (laughs) from somebody else so i'll let you know if i end up going with you for orders or them like that you just had me do a bunch of work (laughs) 
and you're going to let me know now that I'm against somebody else, that's kind of shady. That's why. And it's somebody I've done work for before. That, like, I think we talked about it last week, uh, the fact that I don't really want to take on customs right now because I feel like that's how everyone would be. So all I'm doing is smalls, and I'm even making the smalls without having, like, a client in line for them because it's just not worth it. So today I I guess I put tis the season to be ghosted. But it is like every (laughs) And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just I don't think that these people that are doing the inquiries realize what they're doing when they do it. That because it's not an auto response. It's you know, I'm only one human running the you know, doing this operation. So it's me taking the time to respond to them and go back and forth with them. And me taking that time to respond from my phone is not allowing me to go work with my hands, which is what makes me money. So like, that's what's frustrated. And it's, I don't think they realize that our prices are more expensive than going to Walmart target. Like we talked about last week. Um, and they're not willing to pay for that, but they have to see that number in order to know they're not willing to pay for it, which is funny because it's like, as soon as I get an inquiry right now, I'm like, you're not going to want to pay what I'm going to ask for this. And I don't want to just like, obviously I can't respond and say that because that's an a-hole move, but that's how exactly how I feel. Like there's no way someone is going to pay that price right now. What I've actually been doing is if they, Say, you know, I want to know how much a sign would be. And I say, right off the bat, first message, I say, this is the overall range, which is a pretty big range. Mm-hmm. And I say, and it depends on what you choose to make it out of and whether you choose to LED light it or not. Mm-hmm. And I say, the cheap materials on the low end, LED lighting, fully, you know, legit pro-looking business sign is on the high end of that. And then, you know, there's a mixture of stuff in between. And sometimes, right away, they're like, well, even the low end's too much. I'm like, well, then don't come to me. Ah. It, it already solves, like, 10% of people. Just Well, a lot of mine right now is... I'm just, So, what I'm working on is just basically charcuterie boards, cutting boards. Uh, you're too slow, Joe. You didn't mute it fast enough. Um, so and I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask what you were. No, on. I'm not surprised. It's all about you. Hey now. <laughs> if you can, if no one can tell, Trevor and I are like actually friends, and you should really. The text message thread last night had me dying laughing about whether or not you watched Mandalorian and me calling you useless and how you set yourself yeah. up for that one. <laughs> we're only friends because. I choose to still be friends because you will ghost me in a minute if you're in here in real life because you will show up and you will just if we're in person yeah but I can totally <laughs> communicate through text and yeah respond and I expect work bench con like I'll see you on the first day <laughs> when we get there and then I won't one... see you the rest of the time all of a sudden he's gonna pull out like his kid's backpack leash for me so gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I should do that <laughs> I brought I brought you here. You have to stay with me. Uh, you have to hold my projector. Anyway, that would be so, <laughs> so I'm batching out cutting boards right now for Christmas. The plan is to be done with holiday orders by 
like the first week of December. So my auto response has been, that's what I've just been doing is copy and pasting when people are inquiring about prices and then leaving it up to them. But a lot of it is you can, it's, I do my business through Instagram. I can see that people are opening the message. They're not responding. They don't like my price. I'm not about to change it. Don't change it. Yeah, it's, hi, I haven't, someone ordered eight. Clearly my price is like, someone is willing to pay for that price. Like that's, so I'm not changing it. I'm also not raising it because people have also, are also saying no. But then, so that's an auto response. And then the rest of my responses for larger items are, we can talk after the first of the year, which kind of leads me into 2020 goals and whether or not I will still be building full time. I also keep pushing these orders and inquiries back because I don't know that I want to still build, build full time next year. Makes sense. So it's given me time to think and line some stuff up and, like I always say, get my life together. So so that'll lead us into 2020 goals. I know. So, Which, go ahead. I thought about this this morning. Goals in general. Mm-hmm. And last year, I made goals that I couldn't control. Mm-hmm. And I think when you when you go to make your 2020 goals, whoever you are, whatever you want to do, you need to make sure that you can actually control the outcome of those goals. So saying something like, oh, I, one of my goals is to get 10,000 followers by the end of the year. You can't control that. That was one of my 2019 goals, and we see how that worked out. <laughs> so the things like, Number of followers, or number of views, or watch time, if it's YouTube, or anything like that, where you cannot directly, I guess, influence the outcome, don't make it a goal. So having a certain number of followers, get rid of that goal, because you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Unless you pay for them, which I don't suggest doing, because they would be useless. What's, yeah, exactly. What's the point of paying for someone that's never going to buy from you? Yeah. I mean, I've seen profiles with 20,000 followers and they get four likes on their posts. Something doesn't that's, add up. I know. I was just doing sending all that stuff to you. Like, look how many people that, like, how many accounts follow them and then look at, like, his actual... I Maybe that's why Instagram's taking away the likes. Who knows? You know, it's not the worst decision. <laughs> I saw someone post something the other day that said... Like, it's like Instagram, like, tell us what you want to see happen to the platform. Everyone, like, chronological feed, Instagram, we're going to take away likes. And it's like, that's exactly, everyone would like to just see what's supposed to be. Like, I want to see the work of the people I'm following. Yeah. Instead, I see the post of three people. And sometimes your stuff's like super old, like I keep, or it keeps getting pushed to me again. And it's like, well, I didn't like this the first time for a reason. Don't give it to me again. But then, like, why? I don't really understand the benefit of taking away legs. Whatever. So the only benefit I see is people don't get discouraged by somebody getting a bunch of likes for a photo that's pointless. That's you. That's your. It's your fault. You're the that. You're that person. Way to go. You're welcome. (laughs) i'm so proud just make your goals achievable smart goals yeah well mine i think were i think i i have to look back because it's on the website and i think that i've achieved 
a good majority of them because mine were achievable, like making the waste board for the CNC, and I did that. Yeah. Well, things like that. See? Well, and so they're... It only took me seven months. From, from my past work, they drilled in, like, the SMART goals mm-hmm. from, like, a work perspective of it being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. So give yourself an amount of time to complete said goal. Because if you just say, I want to start a YouTube channel, is that now? Is that next year? Is that the year after? Is that five years from now? Well, it's a, but it's also, a, well, starting a YouTube channel versus saying I want 100 subs immediately on YouTube, they're totally different things. Agreed. So, like, starting a YouTube channel is achievable. It's not saying I'm going to post a video a week. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. Or if you say, I want to start a YouTube channel by the end of March. It gives you something, it gives you a mental deadline, mm-hmm. which will help you focus and do it. If I leave it open-ended and I say, I just want to start a YouTube channel in 2020, I'll wait till December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I guess that's what I mean by it. So, I mean, what are your goals for 2020? So, I don't want to, I don't think that I'm going to continue to woodwork full-time because it is losing its appeal, if that makes sense. I have the business. You don't like sanding for hours? <laughs> I have the the potential to make it as big as I want to make it. I guess that goes with anybody's career path, you know what I mean? You could put as mm. much into it. But I think... I've been on the struggle bus so many times throughout the year that I don't want to resent my career path and I want to enjoy what I'm doing. So I think that it will be a part-time thing. I'm going to be able, I think this is mainly what it is. I want to pick and choose the projects that I'm passionate about versus picking projects to pay the bills. So I would like to be able to really narrow it down and do fun, like me, possibly innovative builds versus like building the same thing over and over again. So what I would, what I'm starting to get into is more design work, more renovation type stuff. And my wife is a real estate agent and we are going to probably start buying and flipping homes. So I could do the project management side of it and she can do the listing side of it and make some income that way. So, if everything goes the way we're lining things up to go. That'll be cool. Should I, well, technically, she, she's a realtor for anyone that's actually picky. But um, I've also finished my real estate courses, and I just need to take the licensing test. So, I have that in line, too. But, you know, I'm busy making charcuterie boards, and I can't take the time to study to go take my test. So Make the time for both. So, that's part of why I want to be done by a certain day. Because I want to be done by... A, with holiday orders by a certain day so I can schedule my test, study until that day, take my test, and then you get, like, you walk away with your license if you pass, so. Nice. So that's, I guess that's even finishing up 2019 goal to lead into 2020. Makes sense. Thanks. I need to. Thanks for changing. That'd be cool to, I've always thought it'd be cool to, to have, like, a real realtor license so that you could 
Well, not only like assist yourself in buying your house, mm-hmm. not have to pay ridiculous fees to <laughs> ones that end up like we've had some realtors that I could have done their job for the amount of effort they put in. Because I'd be like, oh, I found this house, this house, and this house. And they'd be like, oh, okay, I'll schedule a thing. Like, you didn't have these in the list anywhere, and they were all well within our price range. Well, a lot of it is, like, the reason I'm getting my license, too, is so I don't need her to go look at a listing. So if I, if that makes sense, like, so she's at work, I see this listing comes up, that's like a hot lead for a flip. Like, I don't have to wait for her to have free time for us to go look at it. Like, I can go look at it. You know what I mean? Like, I can schedule it and do it on my own time. Yeah. Um, and that and she and I see things differently when it comes to renovations and flipping and potential and like making money so I feel like <laughs> it's a little greedy like I feel like if I have like if I can go look at it and I like it I know she won't like it like then I could still like move forward without her like so it's a little <laughs> so even us tile shopping last night like that was I should have freaking put that on my stories oh my god so we don't always have the same taste (laughs) i think it's rare to have two people have the exact same taste i think our styles complement each other but has and then it's the whole argument of who's going to get their way i don't think i'm going to win on this one (laughs) probably not but you know so that's um we actually have we have an offer out currently for a project um, and we're just waiting to hear back. I was hoping by this episode that we'd have an answer and I'd be starting this project, but it's okay. Well, it's a, a whole house. That'd be fun to flip. I see it being a ton of work, but if it's, if it's something that is mostly cosmetic damage, it'd be a lot easier that's what this one is the we passed on the other one that was like tear down and rebuild and all that and that's too much like i don't i don't want to work that hard (laughs) but you know what i mean yeah i gotcha so my content on my instagram may be changing very soon and your we'll what see. on your Instagram? My content on my Instagram might be changing, so we'll see how people oh, yeah. respond. I mean, finished products for both of us clearly don't do anything, so <laughs> maybe changing it up isn't the worst idea. What? So I feel like anything I post that is finished gets terrible, I guess, feedback on it. So not like in a negative way, just like low interaction. But like, I can post that. The video of me peeling glue off my silicone brush, 23,000 views. <laughs> so The video of me finishing something, 500. This, I keep posting, all I'm working on is charcuterie boards. That's all I'm going to be posting is like different angles of me cutting stuff, different processes, like different, you know what I mean? The amount of yeah. footage I have right now to be able to put together is insane. So you all are going to get sick of it. But... The amount of messages I've received and asking, like, why are you, I've never done this before. Why are you doing it like this? Explain to me, are you going to do this? Like, and the amount of help I've been able to give. Granted, this is just my way of doing it. There's probably easier, better ways 
but this is how I do it. And I've had success with the outcome of how I do it. It's been nice though. And I feel like for a while, like I haven't had that for a while now with people being beginners and wanting to know how to do things. So it's been nice that just the way, the kind of content I've been putting out is getting people engaged and excited about taking on their own project. That's good. So that's that. I'm like the likes and the views don't matter. I'm getting direct messages of like, okay, show me, like, tell me a little bit more about this, or you know what I mean. So I would say that the I think the YouTube side is going to be easier to deal with. I guess not from like a obviously there's still gonna be trolls mm-hmm. no matter where you go. But it seems like YouTube is easier to grow on. Because, I mean, even if you look at big channels, they'll have, you know, a million subscribers on YouTube, but they'll have 40,000 on Instagram. There's something not adding up there. (laughs) It's like, how do you get a million on YouTube, but Instagram is so low? But one of the goals that I have is to release at least one video a week. God, that's so much. In 2020. But for for it to be like 40 videos minimum in 2020. So like I I'm not I'm not gonna set the unrealistic goal of like 52. Mm-hmm. One for every single week well, of the year. Because there's gonna be vacations month? and Huh? Why isn't it two a month then or something like that? Or three a month? Is that it doesn't seem as realistic or like the... It what? seems... I don't want to make it too... I feel like that would be easy. And, and maybe it won't be. Got but it. I feel like I feel like two a month would be easy, but slightly more than that, like three, would be more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And the biggest issue is coming up with ideas for them. That's the biggest challenge. Got it. I mean, I've released a YouTube video every week now for the last two months, right? Or so. You've been pretty steady. He's mean to me, too. If he knows I'm in the shop working, he tells me that I have to go stream his content so he can get the watch hours. He's very bossy. So he's usually... That's exactly what I say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's true, though. I do press play and let it just go through all your videos. If I'm not, I do need the watch hours. Because I have my laptop out there for the Shape Oko, so if I'm not using it to like actually design and stuff, I just hit play, and then he's over there talking away, and I just put my isotunes on so I can ignore him. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I give him his watch hours. And then I want to learn a new skill to sign making. Cool. That's cool. Of some sort. That's a good goal. So one that I'd like to learn, which I had tried this past week, is painting gradients. I think your gradient turned out good. It's got some overspray, because the spray paint can, mm-hmm. you can't like control it that well. Maybe there's nozzles or caps or something you can do to oh, improve uh-huh. that. But the actual, because when I'm spraying, like, you know, the little flecks that come out ended up on like the other side do you follow um iron gordon 
He's on YouTube and he's on Instagram as Iron Gordon, I think. He does a lot of spray paint stuff and he does the gradients. And so I wonder if he changes out his nozzles. I'm going to send you his profile right now. So he, okay, so he's doing gradient. Yeah. Dude, I need to learn from this guy. Holy crap. I'm pretty sure he's on YouTube too because his stickers say Iron Gordon's my least favorite YouTuber. Well, I just started following him so I can. His paintwork is legit. Because it looks airbrushed. It does. It's totally distracted. I mean, he does pan paint stuff too, but he also sprays a lot. I'm going to reach out to him and find out if he could lend some insights. No. Little bug. Okay, let's focus. Let's get back in it. That was a good one. Sorry, I'm looking at it. But, that was, so, please cut that out. That's terrible. Like, that's that's the freaking worst. Anyway, so, if y'all aren't following Iron Gordon, who we just spoke of, go check him out. He makes, his colors are very bright and bold for the stuff he makes, which is cool. So, I had a client that said, I want a sign of my logo. And I said, okay, well, it has a gradient. I've never painted one. Do you actually like want me to try? Because it could not go well. So I tried painting it. And it's not perfect because I've never done it before. And I showed them the picture and they said, this looks amazing. And I was pleased with how it came out. But I know that I can get better. So I, I think learning more like painting skills could improve my sign work long term. That's a good. I think that's a good goal. Do you have goals to finish out the year? This year? Mm-hmm. Finish my stool seat. <laughs> so it's in, it's cut and it's engraved. So I need to put in the threaded inserts to attach it to the stool base mm-hmm. and I need to fill it with epoxy. Those are That's achievable. I think that's achievable. I don't know what I just said. That that word it was almost achievable. Almost. <laughs> Speaking English, um, the well, let me see. For this year, I mean, I already made my shop sign, which was a huge win. Mm-hmm. And I tried a new skill, which was leather work, which I want to do more of in 2020. I'm trying to think of what else. What about you for 2019? I think getting, I think just continuing to hone in my skill on the Shiboko because that's obviously going to be some something that I continue to take on because it's easier. Um, but I think mine's more of a personal goal for woodworking versus mm. like, because I would, I really want to finish my mantle. I like it's yeah. I started that project a year ago. I'd like to have it finished. I want to have it finished by Christmas. Um and then to take my real estate test and pass cuz I could take the test, but I won't necessarily, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, so that's what I want to finish out by this year. That's cool. It I mean, it's both are totally obtainable and it's nothing crazy and I have to like I'm only going to be able to continue to build 
through the next couple of weeks so much to be able to finish Christmas stuff because then I have to do like personal stuff anyways too because every Christmas my family expects handmade gifts so I have to be able to make those <laughs> and if I keep taking on orders or like putting stuff off like some of these boards that I'm supposed to be working on like I, they were ordered in June so if I keep putting stuff off like I'm gonna run out of time so my dog will not show yeah. <laughs> sorry I was, I was on mute because all I hear is that. <laughs> I didn't He's even awake. have to do it. He's awake. That was perfect timing. It's like he needed the cue. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the other 2019 goal is to... It happens. Oh We're we don't have a professional recording studio. I don't know no, what to don't. say. It, the real life. Exactly. Is to build a new editing PC. That's a good goal, too. I really need to look at something better for recording, too. Maybe I should put that on my wish list for Black Friday. Like, what do you mean? Like, do I get a DSLR? Do I get a GoPro? Do I just find the GoPro that I have and learn how to use it? But it's like a three, and aren't they up to like seven now? The new ones have to be eight. way better. See? That's like... Well, it's going to record in the like 480. The, <laughs> the seven and the eight have hyper smooth. I need that. So, like, I can stick it on my table saw, and it won't... Like, the end picture will be completely steady. It won't be bouncy. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the, I'll buy the bullet. I found that having the DSLR is good for me. Because, one, my phone used to run out of memory, like, mid-shot. It would also overheat mid-shot. And then I'd lose everything I was doing. You need to upgrade your phone because I have probably like two hours that I've recorded this week of me working and I haven't had any issue. I got smart though and I set up my headphones to my computer so I can have audio and listen to music still because a lot of the time I don't like to record because it's like you can't stream your music anymore if you're mm. recording video from your phone. So yeah. I bypassed that. Yeah, I do... I do enjoy having the DSLR because it also lets me record longer. The thing that I need to get is a new tripod because mine, well, I don't think it was meant to handle the weight of the I DSLR to about that. and it started to bend. Mm -hmm. And it, so if you have it straight up and level, the camera doesn't end up being level because the the whole head mount assembly is like bent but i try to compensate for it but that's one thing i need to get is a new tripod but i also want to get a new microphone i just put tri tripod on my black friday list as you're talking about it i will say that you don't need like i guess a 4k mirrorless or dslr like i have the 80 Mm -hmm. D, which is just 1080. And I, to get started in YouTube and to build up an audience, I think that that camera is a good one to start with. Because I'm not breaking the bank by using it. Like, I didn't break the bank to buy it. And it came with lenses that I can get by with in the meantime. So you don't need to go buy, like, the ultimate, like, camera rig to get started. Right. So I think I 
when I bought mine, I think I paid $800 total for the camera, two lenses, the battery, and a memory card. Everything costs money. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, now I need to look at the computer to be able to edit video faster. So I know the feeling. I feel like... But overall, it's, it'll be worth it, I think. Yeah. I think that I've never really felt like a new year was a fresh start. And I feel like because of the way things are moving at the end of this year... Mm-hmm. it's like that this coming up year like That's good though. it's kind of motivating oh there was more one well definitely at least one more goal of learning a new skill and that is silicone mold making oh you've been talking about that for a while it's just it's something that's not like super cheap to like try mm-hmm because it's like 30 bucks for like the cheapest kit. And then if you screw it up, it's like, well, they want 30 bucks. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to actually take a class on silicone mold making at the local art shop that has them. Mm-hmm. And actually learn it from somebody Kip. so that I can be more efficient at it. Because I think they have like the vacuum chamber set up and everything. Fancy. So I want to learn the proper way, I guess. Like, not that I'm against experimenting with it and doing it. Yeah, but why waste a bunch but of I haven't had, money? Like, yeah, I haven't had the excess income to just throw it away on a project like that. Like, the projects that I experiment with now, I already have material that's left over from something else that I can just try. Yeah. So it's just my time. So... That's one thing is silicone mold making. I think would be fun to learn. There's some YouTube content right there too. Mm-hmm. I want to do more collaborations, but I don't know what it is. Like I've seen all these people that are just starting out be able to collaborate with like these huge channels, and I can't even get a response from those same channels. So I don't know if. Like, it just happened to be, like, luck of the draw that they saw their email or message or whatever. Maybe a 2020 goal for should be for us to collaborate on something. And it'll only take you eight well, months to figure out what you want to do. Probably. Because <laughs> I honestly don't know what I would do. That's, like, when I see collaboration product, projects, I always feel like I'm not that creative. And I don't, you know what I mean? Where it's like, man, that that idea is genius. I, my brain has never gone there before, you know? I am trying to do a collaboration now with somebody that most people probably don't know. But I'm not going to say until like it's official. Okay, tell me later. But somebody's... Well, you already know. Somebody's going to help oh. me on the design side, and then I'm going to... Oh, yes, yes. ...work on the actual like building of said thing. I thought it was more secret than that. Oh, I do have goals for the podcast for next year, too. And I think, but you and I have already talked about that. But to have more guests on that are Mm -hmm. probably branded guests, like, from companies or something like that. And then... Well, let's get more, like, 
I think something that would help is to get opinions from people at companies to kind of give insight into what the companies look for from In, makers. Yeah. Influencers. Um, I think that'd be good. And then really get regimented on like a meet the maker or even just pulling on more makers to get their opinions on whatever we're talking about. And to do a multi-guest recording at WorkbenchCon. Yes. It will be like a cluster because there's just going to be so many of us talking, but I feel like that's where, you know what I mean? But we can even do a co- record a couple episodes there. We could try. But I do think that would be good. And having, well, let us know what you guys want to see in the podcast. What you want to hear. Yeah, not see. Mm-hmm. And should we upload the audio to YouTube? Yeah. I mean, would that benefit? Does it matter? I don't know. Does anyone listen on Stitcher too? That's a good question. Are we? Up- it goes to Stitcher automatically, I think. We're not paying for that, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So. The other thing is I th- doing more business-related topics where we can. Like I know, marketing episodes. I know or... people really want a pricing episode. I don't know what to talk about for an hour with pricing because everyone's pricing guide is so different. Well, and then you have the people that are super technical about it and they're like the I don't see I don't even know the terms. But they're uh where they price it based on like gross or net or whatever. Right. So And I don't know that stuff. I have how I price and then I send it to Trevor and he tells me to charge more. And then <laughs> typically, um, so it's just hard because everyone's different. Everyone's in this for a different reason. People are making stuff because it's fun and they can make a little money doing it. People are doing it to like pay bills. People are doing it to set aside money to take their family on vacation. So it makes it really hard to sit and talk about pricing for an hour. My advice is if people keep telling you that you're not charging enough, you're probably not charging enough If everyone's telling you no that they don't want to buy from you, you're probably charging too much. You need a healthy little mix in between that. I would say if you are at a 35 to 40% yes rate, you're probably at an okay price. Yeah. You don't want a you don't want a 100% yes rate cuz that means you're too low. Exactly. And you even at 50/50 sometimes. It kind of depends on your market and where you're trying to sell. Because you can charge more, like, going directly to some people Mm -hmm. versus what you could probably get through, like, Facebook Marketplace. Even... Because people go to certain places because of price ranges. Even this week, I've had other makers ask me how much I'm charging for these boards, and I've told them, and they're like, yeah, there's no way I could get that for my market. So, you you also have to know your area. Everyone's region is different, so it's not what works and my price for things is not going to be the same for everyone. So I do want to look at doing more local business in 2020. I need to stop relying on shipping everywhere. Like I'm not, I'm not going to stop right shipping orders, but I need to also focus more on local because it's easier to drop it off. It's easier to meet in person and understand what they're wanting 
I think that helps you out for potential future orders with that person too. Yeah. I also want to try, I mean, I think 2020 is going to be more about learning new skills that can be incorporated into client work. Yes. So like gradient painting or mold making so that I can, because I think if I did like 3D things with molds and then was able to attach them to signs for like an added Mm -hmm. pop, I think that would be cool. I think exciting things are to come. It's like anything else. You got to put in the work. It's exhausting. It is. And it's a lot of work. And I mean, it's taken a few months to get a thousand subscribers on YouTube. And that's, uh, that's probably still pretty fast in comparison to what I expected it to be. Yeah. But I mean, you changed your attitude about it and you got more consistent and you started putting more content out there. So that's the difference is consistency. It's like, you can't expect something for nothing. And I also need to get better at video editing, which I feel like I'm getting better Mm -hmm. with each one, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. I'm getting faster at the way I was editing, which is nice. So I need to take or need to watch more tutorials. Well, I think when you have a better Premier. computer, that's going to change things too. Oh yeah, <laughs> which that's the biggest thing is having the better computer would definitely speed up time. Dude. But it, I think it would also make it more enjoyable because right now it's like, oh, I gotta edit. <laughs> Your dogs are <laughs> wild today. There's so much noise. Well, I think we're about at an hour even with cuts, so. Or close mm-hmm. to so we can pause for the after show you probably need to let your dogs out my wife is i think oh she's up she is up. <laughs> they woke her up okay well then let's be honest i need to pause for the after show so i will see you in the after show bye guys if you want access to the after show go to patreon.com slash make revision podcast and sign up to be a patron you can and we'll see you in the next episode if Not in the after show. It doesn't hurt our feelings. It's okay. (laughs) Till next time. See ya. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.